Live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Spikerman, fly ball into left. That ball's hit well. Back to the warning track, to the wall, and this series starts with a home run. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Here's the 3-1. Line drive deep into left field. That ball's rocketed out of here. It's a two-run homer for Peyton Graham. And the Sooners are in front in Lubbock. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Here's the 1-2 to Squires. Fly ball deep left field. If this is fair, it's gone. It is a home run. It's a home run. A two-run shot for Brett Squires, and it's home run derby in Lubbock. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show. With Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. There's a contact. This is a low shot working to the right. That better get down. That better get down. Gets a hard kick. And it's actually in the water. That is a huge mistake. Oh, no. Five years later, after his win at Quell Hollow, it's just in time again at the PGA Championship. Ball game over. The Warriors have taken the commanding three games to that lead in the Western Conference Finals. Final score, Warriors 109 and Dallas 100. Here's the 2-2. Fly ball left field. Kendall Pettis is there, and you can unhitch the wagon. The Sooners will go for the sweep and a share of the Big 12 title on Saturday. Final score in game two in Lubbock. It's Oklahoma nine and Texas Tech six. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. Win column Sooners. Bring on the Super Regionals. We're not done yet. Oklahoma sends a statement to the college softball world with a 20-0 win over Texas A&M. Hour two, T-Row in the morning show here on the ref. Toby and TJ back with you. We are brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, XOE, two locations, one in Goldsby, one in Newcastle. And they got a little bit of everything, and their brands are all best in class, all right? At Extreme Outdoor Equipment, you can buy zero-turn bad boy mowers like mine. I need to get on the bad boy today, by the way. Um to cut your grass, a tractor with a loader and brush hog to work your land, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, or UTVs to take you hunting, fishing, or just plain having fun. And if you want to get away from it all, they can help you there, too, with the purchase of a new travel trailer or the rental of a motorhome. Go see my guys at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Justin Thomas, as predicted on this show, wins the PGA Championship. An historic final round yesterday at Southern Hills. OU and OSU softball onto the Super Regionals. OU wins a series in Lubbock for the first time in a decade in baseball. We got to talk. Uh, we got to talk NCAA regional chances and NCAA regional hosting chances. 
for OU coming up. The bracket is set for Arlington this week. It starts Wednesday, the Big 12 baseball tournament down in Globe Live Field. Can't wait. Not going to wait. Let's take a phone call before we do anything else. Mr. OU, good morning. What's going on, guys? Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Mr. OU? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Just about to get ready to get off of work and everything. Just want to call and say good morning to you. Have a safe trip when you head down there to Dallas and everything. Hey, TJ, I need to know what field that you're going to be on and what's the name of your team, too, also. And that's it, basically. And tell everybody I said hi and good morning. Have a great week. Mr. OU, I, before you go, I saw you in your golf attire last week. Pretty sharp, oh, yes. my man. Pretty sharp. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, I got to look like a golfer going out there. Yeah, you did. You look like a golfer with a giant OU chain around his neck. Yeah. <laughs> if the rain does not get us, we're field one at Reeves tonight at 6.15, Mr. OU. All right. We're the, and we're the, the name is the Dodgers. We're the Dodgers. We're taking on the Cubs. Dodgers All versus right. the Cubs. Yeah. Dodgers versus the Cubs. Mr. OU's going to be there. If the rain doesn't come in, you guys better be there. It's going to be on and rocking. <laughs> See you, Mr. OU. See you. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you too, buddy. See you later. I can imagine the look on the kids' faces of Mr. OU shows up at what one a of thrill. their games. Yeah. What a thrill. That's going to be marching around, getting everybody fired up the whole game. <laughs> Yeah, Spiky the umpires will be like, what is going on here? Giant chain with a giant Dodgers logo on it. It's going to be fun. Oh, where do I want to go here? Where do I want to? Um, let's talk golf for a second. So we went out yesterday. Obviously, I was in Lubbock Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we got some Sunday tickets. Uh, me and Trevor wanted to go over, and my wife and daughter said, hey, we'd like to go too. We've never been in, to anything like this. So I was like, all right, cool. So we we all loaded up yesterday morning and drove over to Tulsa. My man, George Frazier, came up clutch, TJ. He let us park at his house, which is right next to the course. Uh, so that saved us the whole park at ORU and ride the shuttle over and everything. That was Pretty sweet hookup there with uh, with George. But um, had a great time. Six miles. I started my pedometer. I think we got off pretty easy. Like Big Rob called in and said they walked 10 miles one day. You could easily do that. We ended up kind of going down. Well, I'll tell you what we did. We went and uh, tried to catch Spieth. Jordan Spieth was finishing up when we got there. He was on the back nine. And we found him. And... Peyton had my son worked uh, the tournament with CBS all week as a spotter, and his final grouping was Sunday morning. He didn't have an afternoon grouping, so his uh, uh, I think he had Jason Kokrak and whoever he played with. So he finished up early and came and found us uh, while we were trying to find Spieth. And then, since he had been out there all week, we were just like, "All right, Peyton, show us where we need to go." But I'm going to be honest with you. He was kind of a show-off, my son I'm talking about. Yeah, Mr. Big Time Time out there, huh? He's got this all-access CBS pass (laughs) inside the ropes thing. And he took full advantage of it. Like, he was – I was like, you're just showing off now. Like, he – you know how, like, all of us have to wait to cross – 
you know, after the golfers go by, you go through a, a path. They got it all roped off. You got to stay in certain places. Not him. He'll like get out there. So get this. A- Eighteen yesterday, Mino Pereira hits it in the river, right in the creek, right river, river. He hits it in the ocean. TJ, remember that? <laughs> Peyton and Trevor are standing next to the fairway there when he hits his drive, and it kind of goes down the fairway and trickles over the hill. And you think maybe it went in the creek, but you don't know. Peyton just goes over the rope, walks out into the middle of the fairway. Looks down into the creek and and like tells the whole crowd, "Yep, it's in the water." And then the whole crowd, <laughs> the whole crowd goes, ah, you know, or boo, or whatever they said, whoever they were cheering for. <laughs> like like Justin Thomas or whoever would be putting, Peyton would just like climb the rope and go stand next to the green, and he'd be chatting with the uh, you know the caddies and all this kind of stuff. I was like, you're just showing off. He's like, well, this is what it's been like for us to watch you your whole career. You know, get to go down Ooh. on the field and on the court and all that kind of stuff. Boom. So he was uh, – it was pretty cool, honestly. He had a great week. You know, I, 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 like, saw him walk up yesterday in his little CBS hat and his PGA pullover and his all-access badge, and I was like, this is what this guy's going to do for the rest of his life. Like, I when he, when he walked up, I was like – like, he looked like – I was like, that. okay, this is you. Like, this is – this is what you're he supposed looks so to do. so natural. Yeah, right, I was like, yeah. this is what you're supposed to do. I don't know what his job's going to be, but he's going to work on a golf course in some capacity. For uh, And he made some great friends this week, and he met some people from around the country. And um, just, I'm so excited for him. He had a, he's going down to Dallas now this week for the Byron Nelson to work with CBS again. And anyway, we ended up walking the course. We saw all kinds of people. I saw Gabe out there. I saw... Kelly Ogle out there. I saw John Holcomb. We saw, um, I can't even remember who all. Sooner fans like crazy out there following Abe and shouting. There was boomers ringing everywhere, and it was just a really cool day. We were bummed when Tiger withdrew. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, I knew Saturday. you would be. When I heard that Saturday, I knew you had the tickets to Sunday. I said, man, he's unfortunate. He doesn't get to see him, so. We were going to have to get there early because he was going to be the first one to tee off, I think, or one of the first ones to tee off. But we were going to do that just to catch him, you know, maybe on the back nine or whatever, but that was a bummer. But we ended up finding a spot. Uh, me and Jenny and Chloe branched off from the boys so that they could hit the merch tent, so that the girls could hit the merch tent. And uh, that was kind of dangerous because I, I didn't know if we were ever going to find him again in that mass of people, but we did. Uh, but we ended up, the, me and the girls found a spot next to the ninth green, which the nine and the 18 are right next to each other there. And it, we were close enough to the ropes that we could see the 18th green unobstructed. And the final, this was like with five, six groups to go in regulation. So we got to watch um, all of them come in and finish. Abraham Answer and Justin Thomas and all those final groups come through and play 18. Good spot. And then it finished like it did, and, you know, they went back out and played the uh, the playoff again. Mm-hmm. There was a There's a scoreboard there at 18 that everybody can see. Uh, but when the regulation was going on, they wouldn't show – the TV coverage on that scoreboard very much 
and I understand why they it was a digital thing and you could show video on it but guys were trying to putt and all that kind of stuff and they didn't want that distraction going on behind them uh, so mostly it was just the scoreboard and you didn't know what was going out on the course but you would you would hear a roar you know from over in 15 16 17 area over there we weren't exactly sure who the roar was for. And then they would post on the scoreboard, Justin Thomas birdied 16 or whatever. And the whole 18 area would go, ah, you know, <laughs> just from somebody posting a score on a scoreboard, you know. Well, after it finished the way it did in regulation and they went back out on the course, they showed the whole TV coverage on that big screen because – uh, there was nobody on 18. It was just those two guys out on the course. But it was delayed by about 20 seconds, maybe 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So you would hear the roar on 13, but you didn't know who it was for. And then they would show it at 18 like 30 seconds later, and you could see. <laughs> then everybody cheers again. And... Yeah. So it was a really, it was a really cool. And nobody knew exactly how the playoff worked there. Um, so that was like word of everybody's when it became obvious that Pereira was in the drink and we were probably going to a playoff, everybody was getting their phones out, but nobody really had good cell reception because everybody was packed in one tight area. And so one guy figured out it's a three hole aggregate and they're like passing around three hole. It's a three hole aggregate. The whole crowd's going (laughs) the three hole aggregate. And then one lady goes, what's an aggregate? And we're like, what? you know, <laughs> you got to add them up. It's not, you know, you, you play all. It was pretty funny. It was a big team effort in the crowd to try to figure out what was going on out there on the course. So it is hard to know. It is hard to take in the totality of a golf tournament when you're at it. Oh, it's very hard. You can't. I would love to go back and watch the final round TV coverage today. Um. But it's super cool. I mean, just to see how far these guys hit the ball and to be up close to them like that and everything is is pretty cool. So had a great time. Southern Hills, kudos to you. Uh, unbelievable event. The course looks great. It does look a little different than it did back in 07, that's for sure. It's more wide open, and you can, you can tell you cut down some trees and everything, but absolutely sensational event. That 18th hole is epic. I mean, it just delivers every time there's a tournament out there. That 18th hole delivers, and it did it again on Sunday, which is kind of what you want. You know, you want the finish with a drivable par 4 on 17 and a monster of a tough hole on 18. So you've got, obviously, birdie and maybe even eagle in play on 17. And bogey or double, obviously, in play on 18, the swings that can happen in the final two holes are awesome. And uh, it's a great course. A lot of fun. Kudos to all of the OU fans that poured out all week, but especially on Sunday to follow Abe around and everything. Uh, that That was really, really cool. Really cool. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. I want to talk some baseball coming up. I've got an OTD for you as well today. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. 
four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you on The Ref. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Terry and Jackie Saxon, home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. They'll discount that price, but not their service. 405-361-3380 or visit them online for more information at saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. I have heard here from uh, Jeff in Burleson. I got his information. Travis and Ralph, if you guys are listening... Travis, you won first place. Ralph, you got third place in the golfer giveaway, the Jimmy Austin golfer giveaway. Um, you can call me right. or you can just text me on the text line, 405-651-3439. I just need your last names and contact numbers for you guys. So um, call me or text me either way. If Free golf coming your way at the Jimmy. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. A question for you, OU Baseball. Is it better to host as a low national seed or be a high two seed on the road at a lower national seed? Hmm. Well, it's always better to play at home. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I get what you're saying there, but sometimes it can be matchup, and your matchup's better maybe even if you're on the road. I get what he's asking, but... I do think they have uh, possibly played themselves into a, a situation where even if they don't host they won't have as tough of a number one seed that they have to go to. Now, it doesn't work entirely like that with baseball. It's not entirely a snake. I tried to explain this on one of the broadcasts this weekend, and I didn't do a very good job of it. But they do, you know, they rank the regional hosts 1 through 16 in order of who deserves it most. And when they go to the two seeds, they kind of generally – do that as well try to put the best two seed with the worst one seed but they also uh, account for geography to some extent so if you're one of the best two seeds and there's a one seed at the bottom of the one seeds and you're part of the country you know they might send you to texas a&m instead of out to idaho or wherever just to try to help with travel but um, back to the question, you you obviously you'd rather host uh, if they can get there. But either way, uh, they're they're both better than having to go to Tennessee, for example. As oh a, yeah, you as don't want two-seat. that. You don't want that. Um, but there, are, you know, most sites don't want to see OU at it. Not the way they're playing. Not right the now. way they're playing, man. And the way that they can produce runs in so many different ways and beat you in so many different ways offensively, teams don't want to see them come into their place. I can tell you that. that. So, oh, by the way, I got a new drop. This would work perfectly here. I've added a new drop to the family. <laughs> this uh, today. All right. Ask me if uh, if most teams want to see OU show up at their uh, regional or not. Uh, do any of these teams hosting want to see OU show up at their regional, Toby? Oh no! <laughs> there you go. Right. That was the Thanks. that was the CBS guy when Mito Pereira hit it in the in the creek on uh, eighteen. Oh no! <laughs> okay, like, go ahead. Well, this long the pause there. Oh, 
Oh, no. No. Uh, Eric Comfort Welcome Solutions to the text family. line. Welcome to the family, oh no. I just I can't cheat, get I, don't lie. <laughs> I just can't get over this Southern Nazarene thing. Later, fellas. TJ's fault. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What? I'll stop playing. Bro. Uh, I just can't get over this Southern Nazarene thing. Later, fellas. <laughs> what does that mean? He's making fun of the one texter that I said text in. That oh. Is <laughs> What was funny about that text, too, is he called us the cast. Like, your cast has to all have graduated from the University of Oklahoma. Like, cast? Are we a sitcom? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the way it works most places, you know. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, old Dave Trap- Munziker, proud graduate of Oklahoma State. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, old Trapper Hot and Spicy is where... It's at. Well, I gotta tell you, the pepper, the pepper lit me up. I'm, I like spicy things. I'm a little scared of the hot and spicy kind. The pepper had me sweating. I'll try it though. Uh, let's see here. Can't wait to see. Oh, uh, what did it do here? Can't wait to see OU baseball in Arlington this week. I didn't appreciate overhearing a Texas Tech fan on the radio call refer to Kendall Pettis as. I'm not going to read that. After he lost the ball in the sun, sounded very racist and disrespectful. That's Jim in Arlington. Hmm. I'm not going to read the line. (laughs) It does sound racist, so. (laughs) I don't know exactly what was said. They were on KP pretty hard uh, Friday night. He lost back-to-back balls in the sun. And a run scored because of it. And the rest of the night, they were riding him. Every time there was a fly ball or he came to the plate or anything, they were on him. Which made it all the sweeter when he had a giant two-run double late in that game. And then in the ninth, he made a diving catch in left field and got the final out. So he had a roller coaster of a night, man. In fact, um, we talked to him after the game. Big win on Saturday or on Friday night for the Sooners to clinch the series. What a night you had. He's just grinning from ear to ear. Let's start with the bad, okay? That dadgum son got you back-to-back times. Tell me about those fly balls. So, actually, like, on Thursday, on Wednesday when we got here and we were practicing, like, I was in left field, and I'm like, because at the time, it's 6.30, like, it's about the time, same time we'll be playing and stuff. I'm like, man, this son is, like, brutal. I'm trying to fight it and BP and stuff. I'm like, man. So I talked to Reggie. I was like, yeah, I'm going to need to, like, get some glasses or something, like, figure something out. He's like, okay, we'll talk about it. So we ended up getting some glasses, and, I mean, I put them on or whatever during the game today, and it just, that son is just so brutal. It's hard, and I just, I was like, I'm trying to fight it and whatever, and I'm just, it just, it was just a tough. But I was uh, very happy that, you know, we only gave up one run that inning. You know, that could have went a little way worse, but David Sandler, you know, he clutched up and uh, helped us out a lot. How good did the two-run double feel? After that, did you feel like you you made a little of atonement there? Yeah, I just felt, you know, I was, I know I was down with uh, two strikes and whatnot, so I was just trying to, you know, put the ball in play and, you know, just make a, you know, use my speed, put the ball in play, use my speed, try to, you know, be something out. And luckily that ball stayed fair and I was able to uh, read the throw home and uh, able to get the third. And I mean, that was just real. I know that that was really big for the team or whatever. So we, I know we needed that. So I was just hyped up. 
And of course, they hit the ball at you twice in the ninth inning. It had to end that way, right? It had to end that way. I know because early in the game too, they were uh, they hit a pop up, and I know they were screaming or whatever, and I caught the ball. So I was like, thank God. So um, yeah, those last two are really uh, really special. I mean, I mean that was big. You know, we got two wins now. All we need is one, and you know, we're Big Twelve champs. So Uh, there you go. Um, Great kid. Felt bad for him on Friday night. If you're, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. The line drives and the sun is setting right behind the stadium, and it just you couldn't see it. And then for it to be on the road at a place like that, I mean, they were just they were brutally on him the rest of the night. But he had the last to laugh, which was pretty cool. That was a, uh, I can't tell you. I even texted you on Friday night. I was uh, so excited over that win and <laughs> to get that that series win. Um, and that was a that was a fun game, and to know you had that, and then have a shot perhaps on Saturday at that conference title of tying with TCU, that was that was something, man. I had fun with that game Friday night. So, uh, I I I obviously saw Hacks a bunch this weekend. I love Jeff Haxton to death. He's one of my best friends, but we've been on him a little bit this about his you know more aggressive Twitter game <laughs> over the last year or so, right? Pack a lunch, you know, all that kind of stuff. If you're coming to, uh, so Saturday, no, 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 Friday. This series being a day off, really. So OU wins six home runs on Thursday. Friday they're up nine to two. Remember, it was nine to two. Yeah, comfortable. And they closed it within nine to six. Well, it's nine to two when Birdsoul gets taken out. Their ace, fifth inning or so, and Hacks texts me from the booth next door and says, congrats on your Big 12 championship. Oh, man. What are you doing, Hacks? You don't send that kind of jinx to a fellow broadcaster. They hung on on one Friday, but then, of course, didn't win Saturday and didn't get the Big 12 title. So I did not reply to the message. I just let it because when I got it, I was like, I'm not touching this. No. I'm not can't touching respond this. respond to that. So I firmly blame Saturday on Jeff Haxton. But, man, they've, the way they've closed out the season with the series wins and uh, to get that series win on the road in Lubbock, big time, um, I don't think anybody going into the season would have thought if you would have said this team finishes third in the conference and has a shot at winning the conference on the last day of the season – um, but what, there were a lot of people that would have laughed at you, probably blown you off. But they've played great baseball down the stretch here, man. And like I said, they that finished game, second in the conference. Well, really. yeah, to, really. Just get the three they just seed, got the yeah. three seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, excellent season, excellent finish. What was it? Five series in a row, weekend series in a row that six. they finished. Oh, six. No, no, yeah. no. Five in a row, six altogether. Yeah. So, um, like I said, they're playing great baseball and offensively, they're doing it in so many different ways that. Uh, nobody really wants to see this team, so let's hope they can keep it rolling this week. That was fun Friday you know night, though. We're going to talk some more baseball coming up. Let's take a break, though, right now. 7.34 in the morning. T-Row in the morning show. You can text us, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Wichita, headed your way tomorrow. Sooner Caravan Stop 
in Wichita on tomorrow night. This is the final week of caravans. Then it'll be Oklahoma City on Thursday. Uh, I will not get to go to the Oklahoma City caravan. Obviously, we will be down in Arlington, but uh, Chad McKee will be there that night. But looking forward to being up in Wichita tomorrow. Coach Venables, Coach Moser, Coach Baranchek, Joe Castiglione. Uh, hopefully you got a big crowd, big turnout. These caravans have been raucous occasions, TJ. It's been a lot of fun, highly successful, and can't wait uh, for my final caravan stop coming up tomorrow night. Okay, Big 12 baseball bracket is set. Uh, tomorrow's show will be normal, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I will be live in Arlington every morning. We do get to stay at the Lowe's, Teach, because yeah. the Sooners finished as one of the top four seats. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Get to uh, just be right there and walk walk to the game and back every day, be in the Texas live area. You know me, uh, pretty. I go pretty hard late night, TJ, oh, absolutely. You know, uh, after that's games and stuff. So there's a lot of establishments around there for me to party at late into the night. So that's going to be good. That's going to be a lot of good. That's going to be a lot of fun. While you're talking about the bracket, we did have a text that wanted to know why OU's not the two seed. Okay, I can tell you. So TCU finished the one. They were one game ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. OU, OSU, and Texas Tech all finished at 15-9. and nine. Same conference record. Three-way tie. So how you break a three-way tie is you add up how those three teams did against each other, how many wins they had against each other. Well, OU beat Texas Tech twice and OSU once in conference play. So OU had three head-to-head wins. OSU beat OU twice, did not beat Tech at all. So they had two Head-to-head wins. Texas Tech beat OU once and beat OSU three times. So they had four head-to-head wins among that tiebreaker, among those three-way tie teams. So Texas Tech had the most wins head-to-head in that three-way tie. So they got the two. OU had the next most wins. They got the three seed. And OSU had the fewest wins of those three teams, so they got the four seed. Does that make sense? Absolutely. There you go. Um, where's my bracket at? <clears throat> I clicked off of it. Here it is. 9 a.m. Wednesday, the 4-5 game will be OSU against Texas. That's a big-time game out of the blocks. Um, well, I'll circle back to that in a second. 12-30, game two is the one-seed TCU against Baylor. Four o'clock, and these are all approximate, obviously. The two-seed Texas Tech against K-State. And 7.30, the three-seed OU against West Virginia. It is a little bit different this year, Teach, because I think all six teams are firmly in the field. Well, I didn't say that right. I think the top six seeds are all firmly in the field. 
with the possible exception of West Virginia, if West Virginia went two and Q, maybe and some other you know upsets happened around the country, maybe West Virginia could miss the tournament. But I I, I don't know. They're pretty comfortably in right now. And then Baylor and K-State are going to have to win the whole thing to get in. They're nowhere near the bubble. So there's really not a bubble team. I mean, maybe West Virginia's kind of a bubble team, but I don't even know if they're a bubble team or not. The one through five seeds, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas, are all trying to host regionals. And none of them really firmly have one. TCU's probably the got the best shot at it because they ended up winning the conference. But even TCU is is not a lock at this point if they went 0-2. So you've got five teams that are vying for, I'm guessing, two spots, maybe three, but somewhere two or three regional host spots that the Big 12 is going to get. That would be my guess. And it could, ver- and they're all obviously tightly packed in the schedule. Three of them tied, as we just talked about, and they were all one game behind TCU. And oh, you beat TCU. And Texas is maybe the most highly thought of of all of them, but they finished in fifth place. And so, those five teams really the impetus for this week is to go play well enough that they could host the regional, which. Should create for some pretty good baseball, I think. I mean, there's there's something on the line for those teams. In the past, we've had one or two teams that it didn't really matter. Like, they were in, they were going to host, they just needed to not get hurt. And sometimes they came in and played that way in the tournament. They held yeah. guys out, they, you know, they didn't yeah. care if they just went, you know, 0-2 and they were done, so... It's not really the case. No. You know? I mean, pretty well, much everybody's got something on the line here. When you look at this bracket, congratulations to TCU for being the one seed, but you get past Baylor, then all you have to do is play Oklahoma State or Texas, whoever wins that game. So congrats to you. So um, same on the other end. I mean, nothing's easy in this thing. Here's a couple of oddities. OU's the three seed, and they won the series over the two teams ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. TCU and Tech. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw this. I tweeted this out. Texas finished statistically the number one hitting team and the number one pitching team in the Big 12. And they're the five seed. Now explain that How to me. How does that even happen? They've got the best hitting team and the best, best pitching staff in the conference, and they're the five seed. That's really part weird. of the reason. Part of the reason is because that takes in the totality of the season. Not just what you did in Big 12 play. I haven't seen the final Big 12-only numbers, but OU might have been the best hitting team in Big 12 play. I mean, I think they were like a 320-team batting average in conference play or something like that. So, But it's going to be an interesting week down there. What do you think OU has to do to earn a regional host? Boy, now that they won the series in Lubbock, I would think if they got to that championship game, they've got a legitimate shot. I agree. Especially if it's TCU that they end up losing to. I think if OU gets to the championship game, they've got a great shot at hosting a regional. 
Had they lost that's two a, of three a, in Lubbock, I would say do. they need to win it. But since they won two of three and finished the way they did, I think I think if you got there, you you have a legitimate shot. I think. I mean, just think of what you're going to have to do to get there. You're going to have to beat West Virginia, who's in the field. You're probably going to have to beat Texas Tech at some point, anyway. Again, and then probably one of those probably two one of those again. two again in the the. Game twelve, yeah. That 12, I mean, maybe there's a K State in there somewhere, or, you know, who knows? But you're going to rack up two or three more really good, high-profile, valuable wins to get to the championship game, and you're hot. You know, you're you're viewed as having won five straight series, and you're coming in playing really good ball, and it's a soft regional hosting bubble. Like, they're looking for teams right now. And Oklahoma jumped to the front of everybody's brain this weekend. Uh, all those websites and prognosticators said, hey, what, what about Oklahoma? So they've kind of got everybody's attention. I think you're right. I think if they go to a cha- if they go to the championship game, they'll host. If they win it, they, they for oh, sure Yeah, I think host. they for sure then. Yeah, absolutely. And that might be the case for everybody except TCU. I'm not sure TCU has to get to the championship series to host. Maybe everybody else. Maybe not OSU. I don't know. They're in a little. But everybody else maybe better get to the championship game to feel good about it anyway. Uh, 749. We'll be back. Some say it's TJ's fault, but the name of the show is the T-Row in the morning show. So who's really to blame? You know? Toby and TJ back with you. T-Row in the morning show. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour of the T-Row in the morning show. Home of the eight ninety nine listing fee. Give Terry a call. Say, what's up with that? 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Pool store Vince says, shout out, big shout out to the OU women's tennis team. Proud of those ladies. National yes, runners outstanding. up. Outstanding. A couple of dramatic wins up in Illinois to get to the championship match. It was a really good weekend for OU against Texas A&M across the board. But Texas got them in the championship match. Oof. Ouch. But still, national number two in the country in both uh, in indoor championships and this weekend. And they kind of came out of nowhere. Like, in the preseason, they were not projected to be this strong. So, huge season. Very cool. Way to go. This the reason, most people say the reason, though, that they lost the championship match. It's TJ's fault. Yeah. Okay. That's what most people are saying. Well, let me skip this text then, and while you have that ready. Uh, Toby, whose fault is it that OU didn't win that second-place tiebreaker? It's TJ's fault. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> this Air Comfort Solutions texture. They says, did. They won it over OSU. They didn't win it over. No, Texas that's State. true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, these players and these players. Which is really and, weird because OU lost the series to OSU and won the series to Texas Tech. But thanks to Tech dominating in Stillwater, they yeah, they get the three. That's yeah. the whole reason. Yeah. Uh, these players, baseball and softball, deserve top-notch Oakleys. Yeah, that that uh, Kendall Pettis, uh, 
I would assume they all had issued sunglasses. So it surprised me when he said, I got with Reggie and said, hey, we need to figure out some sunglasses. And Reggie said, yeah, we'll look into that. Like, do they not all have so, their own sunglasses? I don't know the situation on whether there's team-issued Oakleys or not. I don't care but if they're Oakleys or not. But. Left field being a sunfield is abnormal. Like, I don't know if I've seen it this year. Uh, at Mitchell Park, right field is the sunfield. Yeah, right, yeah, right field, yeah. At most places we go, right field is the sunfield. The sun sets behind the third base dugout. It's it's rare. It's I, I, like I don't remember seeing it this year. Maybe somebody else can point it out to me. Where the it's the left fielder that has to deal with the setting sun. So that might be just something KP. You know, he got out there at practice and said, "Whoa, this is different. I better make sure I've got the right gear." Now, sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes you could have sunglasses on, and that ball goes right into the sun, and there's still nothing you can do about it. Like, if you were watching, I don't know if you saw the highlights or not, that first one hit him. Yeah, that's It was that. a li- line drive right at him, and he saw it off the bat, and then it disappeared, and he, like, turned his back, and it hit him. So, I don't know. That's a, Whether they have team-issued sunglasses or how that all works, I don't know the answer. That's it, all I'll ask. And it sounded like with his comments, he's one of those players that's just uncomfortable wearing them. Like, he... Just doesn't do it. Like you said, a lot of that could be that the position of the sun at most times, but it sounded like it was just something that he just doesn't do on a uh, not definitely well, not on a regular guys, basis. Most guys don't. Right, most don't. Unless they have to. Um so yeah, I don't know. Top of the hour, we'll be back.